There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. podcast with me Carly. I hope you are all well witches. On today's episode we are going to be meeting again with Primrose Hill to look at the Elder Tree. Our book review today is The Change by Kirsten Miller. This was our book for August within the Literary Witches Coven over on my Patreon, The Witches Institute, And we had our meeting last night to discuss this. This book was like nothing else I have read. I'm not sure it's a book I would have naturally gravitated to had it not been for our book club. But I'm so glad that I read it. Here is the book's blurb. Rise into your power. Nessa, the seeker. Harriet, the punisher. Joe, the protector. With newfound powers, the time has come to take matters into their own hands. After Nessa is widowed and her daughters leave for college, she's left alone in her house near the ocean. In the quiet hours, she hears voices belonging to the dead who will only speak to her. On the cusp of 50, Harriet's marriage and career imploded and she hasn't left her house in months. But her life is far from over. In fact, she's undergone a stunning metamorphosis. Jo spent 30 years at war with her body. The rage that arrived with menopause felt like the last straw until she discovers she's able to channel it. Guided by voices only Nessa can hear, the trio discover the abandoned body of a teenage girl. The police have written off the victim, but the women have not. Their own investigations lead them to more bodies and a world of wealth where the rules don't apply. And the realisation that laws are designed to protect villains, not the vulnerable. Now free women will avenge the innocent and punish the guilty. It's time. This book is a bit more witchy than the blurb gives off. Harriet is the kind of witchy woman I aspire to be later on in my lifetime. Following her divorce, she lets her garden grow how it wants to, following her husband, keeping it pristine for years and years. She begins to study horticulture and understand the magical properties of plants, which she starts using to create different treatments for all manner of things for the local women. 
She also smokes a ton of weed. She's having an affair with the good looking, laid back young grocery boy who serves up magic mushrooms. But that is only a tiny fragment of Harriet's life. She is an intelligent, powerful witch who serves up doses of baneful witchcraft wherever she sees fit. Ultimately, to me, she represented the element of earth. Joe is a fiery gym owner who has also dealt with a ton of misogyny within her career. She possesses a ton of fiery energy that she can channel to do harm to those who frankly deserve it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Nessa is a psychic. She connects with the dead girls, unravels much of the mystery of their murders and she to me represented the element of water due to her intuition, sensitivity and knack for locating the girls within the ocean. So it's pretty evident Harriet was my favourite character from that. I must say this book could be very triggering. I don't even watch the news personally so unless someone rides in on a horse into my village and tells me what is going on and what's about to occur to us, I simply won't have a clue. Like pretty much my mum had to ring me and tell me about COVID. Can we believe that was even a time, the impending lockdown and all of that years ago, because I just didn't have a Scooby. So to read about murders and misogyny was quite a lot for me. I mean, you know, I know these things happen, but I... I'm not that person that can listen to like true crime podcasts and so on. I just am rubbish with it. I just get too emotional. This book wasn't too gory, but it's definitely not a book I would reach for due to these themes. I did at one point get to about a third in. I was toying if I wanted to continue with it. But because we were reading it for the book club, I continued And I'm so glad that I did because it got really good, really fast paced. There were so many twists and turns. I loved that the three main characters were closer to 50. You know, they weren't pretty little damsons in distress. This was three courageous warrior women out to seek justice and revenge. It tackled subjects such as the menopause, Also, how poorly treated or disregarded women can be within relationships, workplaces, society in general, even more so once we reach a certain age. 
I gave this book four out of five stars on my Goodreads account. It is a good book to change things up. Not something I generally would have read, but sometimes we need that. It isn't the deepest of reads, but if you want a wild romp of a book with some fierce female characters, this could be for you. Put it this way, if Reese Witherspoon hasn't considered making this into a film, I would be very surprised. Join me after the break to meet again with Primrose Hill to look at the elder tree. gradually began to change around Moonwillow Cottage that September. Autumn was creeping in, yet the days remained hot and golden. The main telltale sign of the shift began when the sun rose and set, later with each new day. And every now and again you could catch the scent of the leaves that were beginning to be shaken from the trees, drifting down to meet the forest floor. The beginnings of a golden and red blanket that soon Primrose would enjoy walking through, kicking up the foliage with her witchy black boots during her every venture into the woods. Primrose was counting the days till Farmer Meadowsworth would open up his farm again for the annual corn maze and to sell his prized pumpkins. Despite being excited for Mabon and Autumn, Primrose was conscious of appreciating every last drop of summer. The ability to dress in her shorts and summer dresses before she would be bundled up in large jumpers and the like. She loved autumn for its many flavours. Pumpkin, cinnamon swirls, apple pie, pear and blackcurrant tarts, corn on the cob dripped in butter. These were some of the foods her grandmother would cook year on year before her demise. This year would be Primrose's first, where she would be recreating some of the dishes for Mabon and leaving offerings of her own. It was getting late in the season, but not too late for Primrose to begin to harvest the elderberries from the hedgerow. Something she hadn't yet done on her own. She had always favoured baking any dish that involved the harvested pumpkins, apples, blackcurrants or pears. She distinctly remembered her grandmother telling her year on year never to eat the elderberries unless they were fully cooked, which had caused Primrose to procrastinate on finally getting around to their harvest this year. The larder's supplies of elderberry jam and syrup were at an all-time low. It was time to take matters in hand and familiarise herself with the elder tree through her grandmother's grimoire that she was fortunate to have inherited. It had been a while since Primrose had sat and taken out the heavy, ornate, detailed grimoire she had spent far too much time that summer poring over witchcraft books she had discovered in her grandmother's vast bookshelves within the study. 
She had also discovered a well-read hardback copy of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein that she had taken to reading by candlelight in bed as the clock's hands turned close to the hour of midnight. Engrossed in the book's macabre gothic charm, Primrose would frequently jump out of her skin every time she heard the owl that frequented her side of the woods twit woo or a rustling in the hedgerow surrounding the house as a fox or other small furry creature made their nocturnal journey under the moon's light. Summer always had a wonderful way of allowing you to forget some of the harder times in life, when the sun was shining in the sky and the flowers were in bloom. At the back of Primrose's mind, there was a small anxious thought given to the forthcoming shorter days and lack of light, which often brought to the surface emotions and feelings she knew she needed to tend to. Grief she might need to express that the shadows of autumn and winter might make apparent. She had begun to make her peace with the fact that like the cycles of nature, everything needs its time to bloom. She too needed her time to rest and go inwards. Before she knew it, Samhain and Yule would be here. A time in the wheel of the year where the veil was particularly thin and perhaps she might be fortunate enough to hold a dumb supper that her grandmother would join her for. A tear silently trickled from the corner of her eye. She pictured her grandmother's image and her voice spoke within her mind the following words. Just like the moon, your greatest magic will come in times of darkness. Primrose smiled, firm in the knowledge that no matter how harsh or dark the forthcoming seasons might become, she would use this time wisely to invest in herself and her craft throughout these months, but also give herself time to honour any feelings that might arise. This time would be a gift, the chance to be cocooned within her beautiful cottage. She would light all the candles, take hot baths laced with herbal oils, bake her favourite cakes to indulge in alongside warm mugs of cocoa or Lady Grey tea, whilst wrapped in warm patchwork blankets as she studied her craft, wrote her diary, or enjoyed reading another one of the study's numerous hardback classics by the fire. She could see it now in her mind's eye, the cottage amidst winter's depths, the sprinkling of snow upon the ground as smoke billowed out the chimney, the warm glow of light peeping around the curtains from within. But before she got too carried away in her newfound excitement for all that the darker seasons held, she took out the grimoire, leafed through the beautifully illustrated pages till she found the one she was looking for titled The Elder Tree. A recipe for elderberry syrup. Pick the heads of plump elderberries on a sunny day and use a fork to strip the berries from their stalks. Wash the berries if you like, but this isn't necessary as they are going to be strained. Tip the berries into a saucepan and cover with about one centimetre water. 
Add any extras you like, such as ginger or cloves. Bring to the boil, then turn down the heat and simmer gently for 15 to 20 minutes until the berries have softened into a liquid. Leave to cool slightly. Strain the mixture through a fine sieve and measure how much liquid you have. For every 500 millilitres of liquid, you'll need 400 grams of sugar. Tip the sugar and liquid back into the cleaned saucepan with the lemon juice. Bring up to a simmer and gently bubble for around 10 minutes until all the sugar has dissolved. Leave the syrup to cool completely and bottle or freeze. It will keep for three months in the fridge or frozen for up to a year. It can be diluted with hot or cold water to drink, used in desserts or drizzled over ice cream. The Elder Tree Folk Names Alhurum Battery Boar Tree Eldrum Elhorn Hilda Lady Elhorn Old Girl Old Lady Pipe Tree Rob Elder Sweet Elder Tree of Doom Black Elder Common Elder Botry Elum Eldrin, Hillentree, Hollander, Ella, Tramon, Devilswood, and Witchwood. Its element is water, its energy is feminine, linked to the planets Saturn and Venus, and the deities Hel, Hol, Holder, Freya, Venus, Pridere. Linked to the crystal's bloodstone, jet, red jasper. Its magical properties are judgment, transformation, death and regeneration, fate, the inevitable, abundance, transition, success, consecration, good fortune, and it removes stagnant energy. Elder is the last tree in the wheel of the year, representing the joining point where life and death meet, closure and completion. In certain cultures, the elder is considered a holy tree and that to harm the tree would incur a run of bad luck and illness. Elder has long been revered for its magical properties and life, death and rebirth themes. A member of the Adoxakai family, the elder tree is thought to have originated in Europe, Asia and the North American continent by the retreating ice age, 12,000 to 9,000 BCE. Seeds have been found in Neolithic dwellings in Switzerland. Funerary flints were found in megalithic long barrows that were elder leaf shaped and suggests the elder was associated with death as far back as them. Hippocrates and Pliny the Elder both wrote on its medicinal properties. Pliny also describes how its twigs could be used to make a loud pipe instrument. The Native Americans had already created similar shrill pipes and flutes using elder. They also used elder in lots of their medicine, using it to treat fevers, to ease skin complaints, as a laxative 
and they fermented the berries to treat rheumatism. They used it as hair dye and they also sprinkled elder leaves around the home to use as an insect repellent. Elder comes from the word ailed or elem, which means fire or kindle. This was the base used for the tree's original name. From what I can figure out, it was originally referred to as eldrum. The stems of the eldrum tree or elder had a soft pithy core that could be hollowed out, making the stems perfect for blowing up a fire. Prometheus was said to have brought fire to man on earth in such a hollowed out elder stem. Elder is a tree of light and dark. Throughout European folklore, the tree spirit is called the Elder Mother or Hildmoa, a powerful goddess or dryad of vegetation, life and death. Some consider the tree spirit being as a queen who is guardian of the underworld, where the fae and spirits reside. She was identified as both a living embodiment of the tree and as a protective dryad that lived within it. She would watch over the tree with a protective eye and the tree was considered as sacred and shouldn't be harmed in any way. And if one dared to burn the wood, the elder mother might make the fire go out just out of spite. Folk stories speak of superstitions of burning elderwood that run into the 20th century, that anyone who harmed the tree could be struck down with any or many types of diseases, bad luck or illness. The wood of elder spits and screams when burnt, Many superstitions state you should never burn it and that to burn it brought death, disease and raised the devil. People believed the screaming of the wood when burnt actually came from the devil. Therefore, no one ever wanted to burn it. And one of Elder's names is Devilwood. Because of the Elder Mother, the wood wasn't harvested for furniture. Should a cradle or chair be made from elder, it was said that its spirit could haunt the occupant. Out of fear, chants and prayers were offered to the tree as a form of appeasement. If someone wanted some of the wood for one reason or another, they should kneel with hands folded and entreat the spirit of the tree three times with the following prayer. Lady Elder, give me some of thy wood. Then I will give thee some of mine when I become a tree. Proper procedures were put in place to avoid retribution and out of respect. Men would tip their hats to elder trees. Wood elves are said to visit the forest to hear the music played on elder flutes by the wood spirits. Fae love music and their instruments are said to be made from elderwood. Some law says this is because Hilda, the mother of the elves, is said to live in the roots of an elder tree. Other law states if you sit or sleep under an elder tree at midnight on midsummers, you will see the king of the Fae and his court pass by on their way to their midsummer feast. But beware, for you are in danger of being transported to the underworld and unable to return. 
To wear a crown of elder twigs upon May Eve is said to help you to see the Fae. An elder is said to protect the Fae from those who wish them harm. The tree's protective spirit or dryad was seen as the reason the tree was rarely struck by lightning. People would often foolishly opt to stand under elder trees during storms to stay safe and it was often planted close to houses and barns for this very reason. Elder reefs would be hung in the home on Good Friday after sunset to protect the dwelling from lightning storms. In later times, this lightning-proof quality was attributed to the belief that Christ's cross was made of elderwood. This is, however, unlikely as elderwood is very lightweight. Elder trees were sacred to the Druids and they would use it for good and baneful magic. They assigned Pridori, the son of the horse goddess Rhiannon, as ruling deity of the Elder, which led to the white horse being the tree's druidic animal. Pridori's father, Prince Paul, first saw Rhiannon riding a dazzling white mare in the forest glades. Rhiannon was already engaged to Gwal, however, and her family were opposed to her marrying a mortal prince. Eventually, Paul won Rhiannon away from Gwal and she became his queen. It was thought the elder could lend its powers of protection to horses. The tree was associated with legends of the white horse. The Christian church did all they could do to remove elders' form of power. Elder has throughout many different cultures been both the villain and the hero, from being the tree of the devil through to the tree of life. As Christianity spread through Europe, it discouraged pre-Christian tree worship. A story was circulated that Judas hung himself from an elder tree. Ever after, elder became an emblem of death, trouble and sorrow. Elder sprigs were often placed on graves to help the deceased transition into the next life. The elder's white flowers were said to represent life and elder's blackberries represent death. It is a tree considered sacred to the mother goddess who governs birth and death. During the Middle Ages, people thought that witches and evil spirits could be repulsed by pinning elder leaves around any and all entrances to the home. It was thought that witches and sorcerers could be revealed if one was to cut the inner pith of the twigs to make flat discs. These were dipped in lamp oil and set alight to float them in a glass of water. However, it was said the magic trick only works on Christmas Eve. If you were baptised, it was said you could anoint your eyes with the green juice from the elders in a bark and you would have the ability to see witches. People were also warned not to linger under elder trees after dark as witches hid under them. If you picked elderberries on St John's Eve, June 23rd, you could avoid being possessed by witchcraft. Can't think of anything worse. There is a tale of a man who cut an elder stick for his son. The tree was bleeding from the cut. Later on the way home, they passed a woman who was a suspected witch. 
she had a bloody rag wrapped around her wounded arm. It was believed a witch could change from a woman to the elder at will. All parts of the elder tree give off a bad smell. In Dorset, elder was given the name God's stinking tree and banned from domestic use. Throughout the course of history, it has been used as an insect repellent. Elder branches would be hung in entryways of both homes and barns. Twigs would be tied to horses' bridles and cattle's ears, all in a bid to repel insects. Elder trees would often be planted near bakehouses to repel insects, but also as protection from the devil. Baked goods were often left under elder trees to cool due to its fly repelling qualities. Any baked goods left overnight would be left for the fae. Elder would also be planted near dairies to protect the milk from souring. It is said to be best to plant rowan by the front door and elder at the back by the kitchen door, likely for practical reasons as the elder's odour repels flies from coming into the kitchen area. It was claimed that elderwood used to make a butter churn would make the butter taste rancid. Cooking utensils made of elder would give food a bad taste. The herbalist John Evelyn declared, if the medicinal properties of the leaves, bark, berries were thoroughly known, I cannot tell what our countryman could ail for which he might not fetch a remedy from every elder hedge either for sickness or wound. Another quote is from Adam and Ede William Coles, 1656. There is hardly a disease from the head to the foot, but it cures. It is profitable for the headache, for ravings and wakings, hypochondriac and melancholy, the falling sickness, catars, deafness, faintness and fecas. Elder is said to treat over 70 ailments by ancient herbalists. Eating any part of the elder tree is not advised. It contains toxic compounds that lead to nausea and other unpleasant side effects. Eating large quantities of uncooked elder can result in serious poisoning. Cooking the berries or flowers destroys these compounds and makes it safe to eat. Traditionally, all parts of elder are useful medicinally. The berries and the leaves are both rich in vitamin C. The leaves have been made into eardrops to treat pain and inflammation. The flowers make a tea that is good for treating coughs and irritable throats, as well as being made into a skin cleanser and lotion. The bark of the new small twigs can be made into a laxative. The bark, roots, berries and leaves can all be used as a dye that has black and purple shades and the berries are good for making jam, wine, vinegar, cordial and syrups. Elderberry is said to have magical properties of love, beauty, purification, healing, abundance, protection and be useful within astral projection. Gather elderberries when they are ripe. You can make a juice from them that will enhance your intuition, but you must cook the juice before drinking it. 
Remember, it is said to be bad luck to harvest from the elder tree unless you ask the tree's permission three times. Place elderberries into a spell bag and place under your pillow to help with insomnia. Plant an elder tree in your garden to provide constant protection from negative or malevolent energies. Use fallen elderberry twigs and leaves to smoke cleanse your home and expel any negative energies that have crept in. Should you feel spiritually wounded, you might wish to take a ritual bath filled with freshly picked elderberry leaves and flowers. You can dry the leaves and flowers to use in ritual baths for out of season times. Elderflowers in early summer with white frothy flowers. Elderberries are poisonous when raw. The leaves are poisonous too. Whatever you do, if you make anything or touch it or get into this, please, please, please look further into this because I genuinely don't have all the answers on that front. I would hate anything to happen to you. So let's come back to the elder mother. This comes from the website earthandstarryheaven.com. I'll link this in the show notes. There are elder trees all over Europe and Asia, but no one has been able to trace a root word common to the Indo-European languages for it. Considering that other widespread trees like birch and oak do have names that are clearly related across the whole language family, it seems strange that a useful tree like the elder should be overlooked. Or was there a reason behind this refusal to name the tree? Names for elder in Germanic and Slavic languages and Latin can be traced back to the words for grey or dusty or mouldy. These names may refer to powdery mildew, a plant disease, or they may refer to a more mythical type of greyness. Folklore from Denmark, Germany and England mentions an elder mother whom it was unwise to offend. Similarly, Scottish and Irish folklore related the elder to witches and fairies and to Budip. The elder mother may lie behind this unwillingness to name the tree directly and its image as the grey tree. Who is the elder mother? She is best known from a fairy tale by the Danish author Hans Christian Andersen. He presents her as a benign old woman who appears to a sick boy and shows him visions of foreign lands and his future life. Then he wakes up and realises it was only a dream. While Anderson, who was writing for children, naturally wanted to make the elder mother seem nice, the folklore says otherwise. You had to ask permission before taking wood from an elder tree, otherwise punishment swiftly followed. Even then, many people considered that anything made of elderwood was unlucky. One Danish story tells how a baby laid in a cradle made from elderwood got no rest because the Hildemar used to pull its legs until it cried. Similarly, children, I can't say this word, similarly, children who slept in a room with elderwood flooring woke in the night with sore, swollen chests where something had been sucking at their breasts. Okay, it stopped when they were moved into another room. 
Other stories say the Hildemower, probably not even pronouncing that correctly, but I have tried, would pinch the children in the cradle until they were black and blue or pull their legs all night. In Germany, Dame Helda took revenge for thefts of her wood. So the elder mother was vengeful, but she was easily put off. According to both Danish and English folklore, you had to recite the following rhyme before cutting the wood, thus escaping the curse. Old woman, give me some of thy wood and I will give thee some of mine when I grow into a tree. We've already looked at this, but to be continued. As one old man noted, you would have to be dead a long time before you grew into a tree. Another version went, Old Nanny, Hildemower, if I may, I must take a bite of your forest after spitting on the ground three times. This may have been to ward off evil and suggests a bit more fear of the mother. In England, the elder mother was often known as the old mother or old girl. And in some places, they said that cutting down an elder would cause a death in the family. In the same vein, an old English rhyme warns, Elder is the lady's tree, burn it not, or cursed ye be. This may be a reference to an elder's notorious smoking and scanty heat when burned, but it portended a death. Many connect the elder mother and the Germanic goddess Holder and the folkloric figure Mother Hull. It is tempting since Hollander is the German for elder. Linguistically, this is questionable, but most people aren't linguists. So sounds alike would become is alike in most people's minds. The problem I can see, this is the author, not me, with the idea of holder or whole being associated with the elder mother is that both of them spend a lot of time traveling around while the elder mother seems to be tied to her tree. It is hard to imagine her leading the wild hunt or inspecting women's spinning on Twelfth Night. That I can see, definitely. Apparently, once you could find elder planted all over northern and central Europe, and even some Stone Age dwellings in Scandinavia had elder remains. Apart from the plant's usefulness, the flowers and berries are edible, and it produces dyes. It was supposed to ward off evil, and as we have seen, woe betide anyone who cut down an elder tree. So although it is definitely not advised to chop down elderwood, should you find elderwood that is long enough to create your own wand, you may want to use this to drive out evil spirits or thought forms. It is also said that music on panpipes or flutes of elder have the same magical power as a wand. The Elder Fairy. This is from the Fairy Bible by Teresa Morey. The elder is a tree of beginnings and endings, of birth and death. So the elder fairy is a spirit of transformation and the crossing of thresholds. Generally seen as an old woman, the elder fairy advises on what to cast away and what to take up. She may provide a potent link with the mother goddess and facilitates contact with spirits of other trees. 
In a sense, she acts as a mother figure within the woodland. She carries the wisdom of the crone and is mistress of the deepest magic. Witches were said to be able to turn themselves into elder trees. It was long believed that it was very bad luck to cut down and burn elderwood and that the elder mother would take revenge. This superstition arises from an instinctive realisation that a lack of respect for nature is dangerous, ultimately to the human race. Elders' unruly growth hints at the untamable aspect of nature, the black heart of the earth to which we owe our being. Elder fairy has an aged, feminine wisdom, too long mispriced in our culture, but with a little respect, she will act as teacher. Lesson of the Elder, this is from The Wisdom of Trees by Jane Gifford. The lesson of the Elder is a difficult one. Not only are you asked to accept the inevitability of your own death, but you are also asked the far more personal and potentially embarrassing question, how might you be fated to be remembered both for good and ill, were you to die today. In the dark days of winter, Elder presents us with a mirror in which we must see ourselves truly reflected if we are to die with dignity and without regrets. That is all I have for you today, witches. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll link in the show notes the elderberry syrup recipe and the websites that I referenced sending you lots and lots of witchy love and i'll catch up with you all very soon Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.